1: KMOX Sports. The young swings and that's a high fly ball. Pelicans win! Pelicans win! This is Sports Open Line.
2: It's a grand slam! Touchdown, Kansas
1: City! On America's Sports Voice. Yes! KMOX.
2: A good Wednesday night to you. Welcome into Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly Coming your way on location tonight, we are live at uh, Arena as uh, we're going to be here on KMOX for uh, quite some time. I've got you for about 40 minutes or so, and then we'll hand things off to uh, Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. They are down at the other side of the arena. As I look to my right, I can see uh, those two guys as they're getting ready to broadcast some St. Louis University basketball this evening. Slew is uh, in action as they are going to uh, match up against Paul Quinn College and uh, this is kind of an interesting an um, interesting game to have on the schedule uh, Paul Quinn is not a Division one program in fact they're not even an NCAA program they are an NAIA program. Uh, but their head coach also is somebody who is uh, very involved in uh, the grassroots stuff that goes on uh, in the state of Texas. They are based out of Texas and uh, they play in a, a number of uh, D1 programs uh, across the country uh, and it's obvious that there's uh, connections between him and uh, definitely uh, a number of uh, teams and programs uh, across the country. So. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's why this game uh, seemingly is being played tonight and uh, we've got uh, all the action again beginning at about uh, 6.45 is when, uh, oh, just after 6.45, about 6.47 I believe is uh, the uh, time when things are gonna get going here on KMOX. Before we uh, get uh, all the way into St. Louis University basketball, want to get into a uh, few different things as always. If you want to join us, uh, 314-436-7900 as you can uh, call in or you can uh, text into the program. If you want to tweet at me, you can uh, do so at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting Actually, before we get to that, I'll, I want to mention the St. Louis Blues, and the reason I want to get to the Blues first is because, well, they're underway, so uh, a lot of what we would say right now uh, could uh, end up not being so true, and in fact, they are 18 seconds into that game, and the Sabres have scored. Uh, it was the it was two games ago for the Blues that they scored like 11 seconds in, not exactly the, uh, the kind of start that you want tonight, so... Uh, The Sabres, who had been on an eight-game losing streak of their own, they ended that yesterday with a 7-2 win against the Canadians, and then they jump right out of the gates tonight in Buffalo, and they've got a 1-0 lead uh, on the Blues. Uh, But the Blues are getting a little bit uh, healthier. Just about everybody is uh, back in the lineup tonight. We'll see if that ends up being a good thing or a not-so-good thing, as the team has been uh, winning a lot of games here recently. But uh, a number of players who have missed time for various reasons, whether it's been illness, whether it's been injury, uh, whether it's been undisclosed reasons. Uh, those players uh, are basically all back in the lineup tonight. That includes uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. That includes uh, Tori Krug. Uh, Tarasenko's been out uh, due to illness. Krug's been out with an upper body injury. Uh, Colton and Pareko's been out with an upper body injury. He's back Pavel Buchnevich has been out, they have not said why he has been out, but all those players are back available and uh, yeah, the, not, not a good start though. 18 seconds into the game, and uh, the Sabres currently lead the Blues by a one nothing score. I was not expecting to see that uh, when I opened up the uh, scoreboard, uh, the, uh, yeah, the NHL scoreboard page, and there it was, they're down by a one nothing score. Benjamin Hockman is going to uh, join us here in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Hopefully you will uh, stick with us for that. Uh, wanted to get his take on a couple Cardinals things. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. There's four free agent shortstops out there and available. And uh, yesterday, one of the writers in Atlanta had kind of put out there that it would make a lot of sense for the Cardinals to make a run at Dansby Swanson. And uh, Benjamin Hockman quote tweeted that and basically said, eh. Not so much. Uh, You know, you'd like to do a little bit better, that he's not as good of a player as maybe some people think that he is. So who is the fit? I feel like the guy that uh, I I don't – I've said this a lot. I said this yesterday. I think for the Cardinals to sign one of these shortstops, it has to be a shortstop that kind of falls to them, where the market all of a sudden moves, or maybe it's a player who overplays his hand early on in free agency, and then all of a sudden – there are not as many uh, opportunities available, and I don't think that's going to happen with Trey Turner. I don't think that's going to happen with Carlos Correa, and I don't think it's going to happen with Dansby Swanson. If there is kind of a a guy who that may happen to, maybe it's Xander Bogarts. Maybe he ends up being the guy, or maybe all four guys are able to get good long-term deals with good annual average values, and uh, the, the market never turns back to St. Louis, and they don't bring in one of those guys. And that's probably a better chance of that happening than them uh, ending up with one of those guys, but certainly not out of the realm of possibility that they uh, might do that. Also wanted to mention this uh, real quick before we get to uh, Ben Hockman. Uh, thought it was a really good job by uh, Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch to kind of dig in on something that there's been a lot of talk about. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about whether or not the personal services agreement that Albert Pujols has with the Angels—that was part of the deal that he signed with the Angels uh, all those years ago—about whether or not that personal services agreement would impact his ability to do things with the Cardinals, to show up at Cardinals events, if he gets, uh, you know, what jersey retirement, Cardinals Hall of Fame, whatever it might be, and. I thought Derek Gould did a really good job and encourage you to read it at uh, STL today. Basically, the answer is seemingly no, that that is not going to interfere with him being able to be around the Cardinals at times. Now, I'm sure there's a limit on what he can do for the Cardinals. The Angels are uh, gung-ho on him going and uh, being able to uh, assist with Uh, Players in their Dominican academy being able to be a guest instructor uh, during spring training, things like that. So I would think that his personal services agreement with the Angels would preclude him from being a guest instructor during spring training, from doing those type of things with the Cardinals. But in terms of appearances, it looks like he should be able to go. So that means we'll probably see pulls around the ballpark on occasion, and that certainly is a good thing. But that was a really interesting uh, piece that Derek Gould uh, put together uh, as, um, yeah, as, um, as, as there's been a lot of talk about that. There's been a ton of talk about uh, whether or not uh, he might be able to still be involved in the Cardinals organization moving forward. All right, when we come back, we are going to be joined by uh, Post-Dispatch and STL Today columnist, uh, Benjamin Hockman. We'll talk with him about uh, a few different things. he had got a really couple interesting uh, columns here recently that I wanted to ask him about and also uh, get his take on the uh, shortstop market for the Cardinals as he appears not to be in favor of the Cardinals going out and getting Dansby Swanson. That's coming up next It's Sports Open Line. We are live at It's Arena, and we're back with more in just a moment right here on KMOX.
1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
2: Sports Open Line that does continue here on KMOX. Have you for about 20, 25, four, uh, 25 more minutes? We are live at Shea uh, Fitz Arena. We will uh, hand things over to uh, Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. They've got the call of the game tonight uh, from here, from the arena, as Slew is in action against Paul Quinn College. That is the matchup tonight. Right now, we're very happy to welcome on to the program. He is a columnist with the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. You can follow him on Twitter at Hockman, H-O-C-H-M-A-N. It is Benjamin Hockman. Benjamin, always appreciate your time. Happy Thanksgiving, how are you? Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you. I'm doing really well. I uh, wanted to talk to you uh, about a few different things. First off, let's start with a tweet from yesterday because there had been some talk about whether or not Dansby Swanson might be a fit with the Cardinals, and you essentially said the Cardinals can do better than, than Dansby Swanson. So what are you expecting from, uh, from the Cardinals this offseason?
0: That's a great question because what I'm expecting and what I'm desiring might not be the same thing. What I'm desiring is what I call a jersey seller. You know, these T-shirts that are jerseys that have the players' names on the back of them. You want to get a guy that's going to sell those jerseys instantly. And I don't know if Dansby Swanson does it. Bogarts does. Trey Turner and Correa does. Of course, that's going to cost a lot of money, and we know the Cardinals are going to raise payroll, but the question is just how much are they going to raise payroll?
2: I do think it's interesting that the Atlanta Braves are so good at extending their young players that they want to have with them. They are better than any other team in baseball at getting those young players signed to long-term deals, and they don't get Swanson signed. So maybe that's on Swanson, but also maybe that's on the Braves not uh, viewing him as one of those kind of guys.
0: Yeah, well, they did get lucky by getting Ozzy Albies for such an affordable price which helped them make other moves. But, yeah, um, the reality is they, they weren't going to spend that money on a guy whose career-best OPS plus was 115. Basically, he's just a, an above-average player, just a little bit above average. And, you know, he's, he's had some big moments and some nice moments against the Cardinals, too. So some fans might think of the name as a, a bigger player than maybe he is, but, Look, I mean, with Tommy Edmond already, you've got a pretty good shortstop and clearly an elite defensive shortstop. The question is, how can you get more offense out of that position?
2: Benjamin Hockman continuing to join us here on Sports Open Line. Uh, I want to talk through a few of your recent columns, and I've been wanting to have you on since you wrote your uh, your Kyrie Irving column. And uh, I grew up in Creve Corps. I'm not Jewish myself, but um, – I can tell you, I remember going on a field trip, and I think it was middle school to the to the local Holocaust museum, and that has just stuck with me the entire my entire life. I remember the the pictures that were you'd have to go up and, and look in the small holes just because of how graphic those pictures were. And I thought your your column about Kyrie Irving and the danger of kind of going down the path of being. Uh, anything close to a Holocaust denier is such a such a dangerous thing and then all of a sudden you bring sports into it. I guess more than anything else, what has been the reaction to that column that you wrote?
0: Oh um, well thank you for your kind words and the reaction has been pretty positive and yeah just you know the reality is the reality is that there are some people, maybe even in our own community and, and whether they deny it or even just distort facts about the Holocaust, It seems these people don't believe what truly happened in Germany, and that's that 6 million million Jewish people were killed, and that includes many thousands of young kids. And this happened in our history, and it's terrible, and it's terrible enough that it happened. The fact that we have people in present-day 2022 making jokes and not even believing the facts, uh is, is is hard to swallow and it's unfair it's just unfair it stinks you know and uh so i hope that my column about kyrie irving could could show people like look this thing happened the holocaust happened and it was the worst and it still affects jewish people and all people today
2: another recent column you had you've been you've been on a pretty solid role here uh recently uh after the the school shooting that happened here in the st louis area the st louis blues uh, played a role in the healing uh, and and you wrote about that after the the blues uh, featured some some art pieces up on the the concourse and the national anthem was played and just i read it and it it almost took me back to jack buck after 9 11 and it's a weird uh, stick with me on this it sports can heal and to me, it was Jack Buck after 9-11 was the moment that I realized the impact that sports can have in a healing process, no matter what it is. And I read this column and I was just kind of transported back to that moment in a weird way.
0: And that's nice of you to say. And yes, yeah, sports are healing. Art is healing. Creative outlets are healing. And uh, that's what these students from CBPA and Collegiate uh, are using to get through Uh, the tragedy that was the school shooting. And the Blues did a phenomenal thing. They welcomed in that community, the teachers, the staff. um, Everybody was there at the game, and then they honored the, the great principal. And, of course, the students sang the national anthem. And you mentioned the art that was on display on the concourse. It's just a way to empower these young people. And I interviewed one of the teachers, Dr. Willie Kirkpatrick, and he was saying, like, look, this is how we move on. This is how we empower these young people to find confidence and strength after such a rattling moment in their lives
2: the last column i wanted to ask you about was uh you you told the story of yodel chambers who was somebody who grew up in the kirkwood area and uh, was a stud baseball player and ended up getting uh drafted in the 60s and was uh was killed in uh in, in war and it was a story that I had never heard of, to be honest with you. Maybe that's just a bad job by me. I don't know how, oh. how how many people have heard this story. But I thought it was, I hope people go read this, because I'm sure there are a lot of stories like this uh, across the country, people who are kind of forgotten, and just reminds you about uh, people out there who lost great opportunities because they went and fought for our country.
0: Yeah, you're, you're so kind with your words. And I didn't know the story either, and that's precisely why I wanted to write it. I mean, You're the perfect example. I wanted St. Louis sports fans to learn the story of Udell Chambers. His first name is spelled U-D-E-L-L. So I think if you Google that, people can find the story. And he was a great athlete out of Kirkwood High, and he hit 325 in the Braves uh, single-A organization uh, in 1967. And in 1968, he was killed in Vietnam. And it's a a tragic story, and it's also a story about his family, which – it still resides in St. Louis today, and there's a lot of emotions to the tale, uh, but really it was just simply a way for me to honor Udell Chambers with the, the little way I could, and that's in the, the local paper.
2: How did that story come to you?
0: There's a, there's a friend of mine named Ryan Cothran, and uh, he's married to a St. Louisan uh, uh, and, uh, named Anna Whitney, and her, na- her dad, Jim Whitney, over there in Webster Groves, and uh, jim remembered playing against uh, udell chambers this great athlete and jim told ryan and ryan told me and uh and uh, i was like i gotta find out about this guy and i had a wonderful and poignant also experience with udell's family sitting down and talking about the memories
2: that is uh that is fantastic it was really uh, enjoyable to read last thing before we get you out of here what do you make of the Blues right now? Just in the sense, and uh, last time I checked, they were they were down tonight. They got down early, one nothing. But just the fact that they can follow up an eight-game losing streak with a seven-game winning streak—do we even know who this team is yet? That's a great way of putting it, um, because we we, we don't. Um, you're
0: right. Like they could start losing again and be like, "Oh yeah, makes sense. They were losing earlier." Or they start winning. <laughs> even more and like oh well, yeah because that's who they are so we're still finding out the identity of this team but i think a lot of credit goes to these unsung heroes like noel achari and josh levo and, and some of these players that maybe the casual fan hasn't heard of who have been key contributors both with the scoring and assists, but also just with hitting
2: and body checking and just playing hard hockey he is uh benjamin hockman you can read him at stl today you can read him in the Post Dispatch. Benjamin, thank you for taking the time on Thanksgiving Eve of all nights. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll catch up again real soon. Enjoy the Uri Collins show. Yes, it's going to be good tonight for sure. Thank you. Take care. All right, there's Benjamin Hockman joining us here on uh, Sports Open Line on KMOX. If you can't tell from the background noise, we are live at uh, Chaffetz Arena as uh, SLU is in action. Now, if you're looking for something to do this evening, I always like the uh, the college basketball game on Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving Eve is always... a uh, uh, a fun night, a lot of people back in town, a lot of people seeing family, and uh, can be a little bit of a party night as well, but uh, get a good college basketball game. And tonight, uh, SLU going to match up against the Mighty Tigers of Paul Quinn College, an NAIA program. Uh, Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. will talk you through this coming up in uh, just a little bit, but I can tell you that uh, it's it's hard to talk about the Tigers because technically they have a 1-0 record, They have a 1-0 record because four of the five games that they have played this year have technically been exhibitions, and three of those four games have been against NCAA Division I programs. They're an NAIA program. They have played SMU, they've played TCU, and they've played North Texas. They played North Texas last night. So they were, uh, North Texas is in the Dallas area, I think, Uh, Denton, Texas, I believe that's in the Dallas area. They were in North Texas last night playing a game, and then they travel in today, and they're going to be playing this game tonight. Uh, Their head coach, Brandon Espinosa, is involved with uh, grassroots basketball in the state of texas and has a lot of contacts obviously in uh, the d1 basketball world and a lot of his uh, grassroots kids are being uh, recruited by d1 programs so that's why they end up playing uh, all of these uh, division one exhibitions five games only one that counts it was a one uh, back in uh, early november they played north texas at Dallas which is different than North Texas. They played North Texas at Dallas and won that game 65-64. Everything else that they've done this year has uh, technically been an exhibition. So we'll talk a little bit more about uh, SLU basketball. We'll also go around uh, the area Missouri basketball. They're back in action tonight and we might look ahead to uh, your NFL slate of games. That'll be coming up on Thanksgiving Day. We'll do that next. Sports Open Line we are live at Chaffetz Arena. As we continue to uh, count down to St. Louis University basketball, Bob Ramsey, Earl Austin Jr. have the call. We're back with more sports open line in just a bit here on KMOX.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Swing
2: it along with
1: the left. That's a grand slam. This is
2: Sports Open Live on America's Sports Voice. What's down, Kansas City? KMOX. We do continue on with this edition of Sports Open Line. Tomorrow night, by the way, it is Thanksgiving night. We are going to have a special Cardinals year-in review special. Myself, Tom Ackerman, Joe Pott put it together. Actually, Matt Pajeski, sports producer extraordinaire, put it together. But the voices you are going to hear hosting it, myself, Tom Ackerman, and Joe Pott. And we're going to have a number of interviews in there. Uh, We'll hear from the voice of the Cardinals, John Rooney. We'll hear from Ricky Horton, Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock, featured in it as well. So it's a look back at what was an incredible season for the Cardinals and also a look forward to uh, 2023. So that's going to air tomorrow from uh, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Hopefully you'll join us for that. Uh, Maybe the most fun part of it and the most challenging part of it was We do a countdown of the top 10 plays or really the top 10 moments of the 2022 season for the Cardinals. And what you realize, so first off, kudos to Matt Pajaski because what he did was he went through the entire 162 game regular season plus a couple playoff games. And he pulled out basically any notable moment and put together that list. And then we pair, and that that had probably 50, 60 plays, it feels like, maybe four, at least 40, a lot. It had a lot. I don't know the exact number. Uh, And then we took that list, and we tried to figure out the top ten from there, which obviously is incredibly subjective. But if you love Cardinals baseball on the radio, I think you're going to enjoy this segment because not only do we count down those top ten moments, we have the radio play-by-play clips for all 10 of those moments so you can relive some of the best moments of uh, Cardinals baseball this year. So that's going to be coming up tomorrow uh, during this time period from uh, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock as we will be off for uh, Thanksgiving as uh, as most folks are on Thanksgiving. And then we'll get back at it uh, kind of on Friday. We'll uh, we'll be here on Friday. We'll also be uh, replaying some stuff on Friday all at the same time, kind of a hybrid show. And then uh, we'll get back at uh, just everything normal coming up uh, next week. Blues, by the way, they are continuing to uh, play right now. They are in Buffalo as they take on the Sabres. They're just under three minutes to go in that first period. And the Sabres do continue to uh, lead by a one nothing score. Buffalo scored in the first uh, like 15, 20 seconds of the game to take a, a one nothing lead. And there has been uh, no scoring since then. And again, we're going to get out of here for St. Louis University basketball coming up in just a few moments as uh, we'll hand things off to uh, Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. They've got the call of the game tonight as uh, Slew is in action against the Tigers the Tigers of Paul Quinn College. This was in the uh, game notes, and I found this to be uh, somewhat interesting. Uh, This is the first of three straight games for SLU against Tigers. They are going to uh, next play the Auburn Tigers on the road. That game's going to be coming up on November 27th, and then on November 30th, they are going to play host to the Tigers of Tennessee State. So it will go... Paul Quinn, Auburn, Tennessee State. Tigers, Tigers, Tigers. That's who they are uh, matched up against uh, during this three-game stretch. And speaking of Tigers basketball, uh, Missouri, they are also in action this evening. I've talked about this a lot. I was not really high on Missouri basketball going into this season, and I still don't think we completely know who they are. Uh, because they haven't, they haven't been tested. But even when the season got started, and they had a tight game against Southern Indiana, a team that's transitioning to Division One, they had a tight game against Penn. You're sitting there going, "Is what's what's going to go on here with Coach Gates in his first season?" And now all of a sudden they've started to really put things together, and they're playing in Columbia right now. They lead Coastal Carolina. By a 36 to 22 score, Missouri's five and zero, and you start to look at that roster a little bit and the way it was rebuilt by uh, by Coach Gates, and you have to like a number of the individuals there, and those individuals are continuing to uh, really come together as a team. So uh, that has been good to see. Isaiah Mosley tonight coming off the bench has already scored 14 points, so he has scored 14 of Missouri's 36. The second leading scorer for uh, Missouri right now after uh, Mosley is Kobe Brown, and he's got six. So uh, Mosley has put together a pretty solid uh, performance. He's also got a couple assists, a couple rebounds in there as well. He was a big pickup coming uh, out of Missouri State and returning to the uh, Columbia area, certainly where he went to a high school. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let's look ahead to what's going to be happening uh, tomorrow, NFL football Thanksgiving Day. The games tomorrow are interesting for, for different reasons. And in all likelihood, there's going to be two games that are somewhat one-sided and then a pretty good game to, uh, to wrap up the day. But I think you can also look at all three games and find a, find a reason to at least make an argument that the games might be a little bit closer than, than you would think they would be. You know, you, you look at the Bills and the Lions, and the Bills are really good. The Lions are not really good. But all of a sudden, Lions are playing some pretty good football. They've won a few in a row. They're competitive. They're not going to uh, get embarrassed. Like That's been one of the uh, stories, uh, one of the better stories this year in the NFL, just watching uh, the Lions. Uh, they're, They're not a playoff team, but they're competitive. They they're not going to get embarrassed, and that is something that we could not see say so much uh, in recent years. All of a sudden, they're sitting there with a record of 4-6. and six. Probably helps that they play in a division that's not very good. You go into the year, and you think that the Packers are going to run away with that division. Well, the Packers haven't been very good this year. The Vikings have uh, been the best team in that division, and the Vikings are coming off a game where they just absolutely got destroyed this past weekend. So you don't really know who the best team is in that division. It's probably the Vikings, uh, but you don't know for sure. Giants and Cowboys being played in Dallas. Cowboys have a lot of good things going for them right now, but the Giants have put together a nice season. This is a, a batch up of two, seven, and three teams. Now, the interesting things about these two games, like I'm sitting here telling you that the Lions have a shot. I'm sitting here telling you that uh, the Giants have a shot. Buffalo and Dallas are each heavy favorites in this game. Games Buffalo is favored by 9.5 points. You've got Dallas that's sitting there as a 10-point favorite uh, going into the game. And then the game that looks like a really good competitive matchup is that last game of the night to be played in Minneapolis as the Vikings and the Patriots are going to uh, play against each other. And I don't even know how to uh, evaluate that game, especially with the Vikings coming off that somewhat embarrassing loss that they had to the Cowboys last week. All right, uh, that's just about going to do it. Uh, that's going to take us into uh, St. Louis University Bilkins uh, basketball. Let me just do this real quick as we go into Thanksgiving. This is a time period where we can all be thankful for so many things. I can't tell you how thankful I am that uh, I'm sitting here in this spot hosting this show a uh, few months into my tenure here. It has been uh, such a blessing for me and for my family. And I'm so glad that I'm able to talk to you on a every night basis. So we'll be back with you uh, live coming up on a Friday night, a Cardinal special will be coming your way tomorrow from uh, six o'clock to eight o'clock. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, eat lots and lots of Turkey and ham and everything else. Slew basketball. It is on the way next right here on KMOX.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?